Hey there, lifestyle, clothing optional thrill seekers. Ed and Phoebe here, and we've got a spicy announcement. Brace yourselves for Libertine Events 2024, the ultimate takeover experience, and it's gonna be wild. Find your tribe with Libertine Events, where you have access to private group chats, host-run seminars, and event surprises around every corner. Dive into the sultry world of Miami Vices this May, but hurry quick. It's already 70% sold out. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hang out with hosts like We've Got a Thing, Casual Swingers, Hump Day Quickies, and Expansive Connection, along with the driving force behind the whole event, Wanderlust Swingers. Save the dates in October because Libertine Events is bringing the heat to San Antonio with Senses 2024. We'll be there, as well as Average Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Casual Swingers, Expansive Connection, DJ Life of Spice, and of course, Wanderlust Swingers. Be sure to use promo code SWINGERU, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U, when you purchase your tickets to spice up your experience and support Swinger University. Once again, that's promo code SWINGERU. S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout. Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. Have you ever seen public sex in front of thousands of people? We saw fisting, dick sucking, full-on fucking, pegging, bondage suspension, just to name a few tame visuals. Welcome to Swinger University. I'm Ed. And I'm Phoebe. Join us as we explore the exciting world of ethical non-monogamy, sexual health, and sex education with an intellectual and sexy twist. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. Be sure to join our Patreon community for the behind-the-scenes stories and extra sexy content. And if you like our show, do us a favor and tell a friend about it. We hear all the time how our podcast helps others. So in the spirit of swinging, please share. All right, everyone. What is the Folsom Street Fair? The fair is an all-day celebration of sexual liberation and openness. It is in a six-block radius where pretty much anything goes. There is no judgment. There is no stigma. And we actually had the pleasure of going this year. And we've been hesitant every single year, a bit timid about going. And we went. We did it. And we're going to tell you a little bit more about it. To be clear, we weren't timid about what was going to happen there. We were timid because of the crowds and the size and kind of just the overwhelming nature of how many people were packed in this maze of booths and sexual frenzy. Right. And I honestly, I, I didn't know what to expect. It's it's no different than when you first started out swinging. You're, sure. you're freaked out. You're thinking the worst, right? You think the classic, throw the keys in the bowl, walk in the door, and all of a sudden you're naked and everyone attacks you, right? right? No, it wasn't anything like that. And it was, you know, in my imagination, far far more, uh, not scary, but, you know, I was a little more worked up about it than I needed to be because I didn't know. 
Yeah, Folsom Street Fair is not much different than any, you know, art and wine festival, but just change the art out for other Bodies. things, dildos, leather. <laughs> and right. the, the wine was uh, being served, and there were lots of cool cocktails and all kinds of fun stuff. Cocktails. And cocktails. There was tails and lots of cocks. Folsom Street is a nonprofit arts and cultural organization. It cultivates that safe, open, and inclusive environment for the kink, leather, and alternative sexual community while centering equity for the BIPOC and the LGBTQA2I plus people. If you're interested in learning more about this organization, go to FolsomStreet.org and we will put that link in the show notes for you. Who attends, Ed? Everybody. There's all flavors of sexual preference and orientation and hobbies, interests. So anything from, like you said, the kink community to the the gay and lesbian community to uh, the transsexual community, we saw a fair number of swingers there. Yes. Um, we saw some people who looked very vanilla. Oh, yes. But who knows how vanilla they were just because they were dressed, I don't know, <laughs> conservatively. Right, right. Y- you have no idea why they were there or what their, what happens behind their bedroom doors. Exactly. We have saw and met people from all over the United States and all over the world. Yeah, there were... There was a group of people that we spent a little bit of time talking with, taking some pictures with from Glasgow, Scotland. Yes. And we connected with them. It was great. Uh, It was fun listening to their accents and and hearing something a little different than our normal American accents. She was blonde and in a black leather bodysuit with fishnet stockings and her doll was in full, a full latex doll costume. The Japanese anime mask, big, huge anime head, honestly. I mean, this was a full suit. You could not see the person at all. Yeah, head to toe covered. It was fascinating. And there's some pictures on our social media if you're interested in looking at those. We saw just about everything. Um, One of the first gentlemen that we ran across, we got there early. We got there... hmm, 10.30? About 10.30-ish or so. Mm -hmm. So people were starting to roll in, but the crowds weren't there, which was nice because we got to see the booze and we kind of got to interact with people and not feel like we were being crowded. Yes. So the first guy we met was uh, Mr. Purple Balls Guy. We'll call him (laughs) that because he'd caged and stretched his junk to the point where... It looks like he'd cut the circulation off. Um, It's a kink. It's this aesthetic that he was going for. Uh, He finds it pleasurable. He had a very large chain kind of hanging and suspending from his junk. He was claiming that it extended his his orgasms, uh, which was interesting, and that it increased his stamina. Now, I could kind of see that if he was desensitized and used to having lots of kind of tension or pressure uh, on his penis. But I don't, I don't know how good that is. I mean, typically they'll tell you not to wear a cock ring for longer than 20 minutes because cutting the circulation off for longer than that isn't good. Like you can cause tissue damage. 
So I do wonder if he's done some long-term tissue damage, but he seemed to enjoy it. Like that was his thing. And it was fascinating. It was a gorgeous uh, setup, clamp. Right. I'm not sure if it's, you just call it a clamp because clamped more than just around his balls. He had a hole for his penis. So his penis came out the front. Right. And then his balls went down below. Yeah. There is a picture of this on our social media. So if you're curious about what this guy's equipment looked like. His balls were the size of. Like a bigger than a fist, like a big fist. Almost the size of both my fists. Yeah. Yeah. It was fascinating. He found it um, pleasurable and, and extended his orgasms. I did a little bit of reading on it and I found that some of those claims to be written you know on the website whether it's true or not i don't know i haven't talked to enough people but if you have please let us know because i am fascinated by this yeah and if you happen to be this gentleman yes also write to us and tell us how your experience was that day being yanked around by your chain (laughs) uh we wandered a little bit further down the road and there was a, a small inflatable pool yep and there were four or five gentlemen sitting in there, some of them in uh, ski masks, some in latex, some just... Some with goggles, in some, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This was with a particular group of gentlemen who were part of a black and yellow bandana group. So uh-huh. within the gay community, there's a, a kind of a color code for different colored bandanas in terms of communicating what you're into. This goes way back, right? This goes way back, yeah. Like into the, like the 20s and 30s? Is this where it's I don't know started? how far it, go- it goes back, but it goes back a long way as a, a, a secret form of communication so that when they were at events or in public spaces where they didn't want to verbally say what they were into, they could kind of secretly code out what they were into, which was right. kind of cool. You'd match right. up with who... Who matched your color preference? Yeah, swingers have tried this at parties, but it doesn't really seem to take off much. Yeah, the the different colored wristbands to indicate, you know, full, full swap, soft swap, right? And you're right. Yeah, they, it meh. your your mileage will vary. Well, it's been much more successful than for the <laughs> uh, LGBTQ community. If you don't know what the yellow bandana was for, it's for golden showers or piss play. So they were sitting in a pool and people could come up and sprinkle them. Sprinkle. I like how you say that. Sprinkle. Sprinkle. (laughs) I've seen a few comments through social media where people were taking advantage of that situation and and utilizing their. Had I known that, I probably would have done it. Yeah, that's been a thing recently for you to, to consider. For some reason. I, it's a very, <laughs> it's very powerful. And I, I don't, I don't have a problem with that for some reason. I know a lot of people will be like, oh my God. Right. But, but you have to understand, I grew up so conservative that you didn't even pee in a public bathroom until everyone left because that's how embarrassing it was to hear Somebody hear you peeing was really embarrassing. You'd never peed next to somebody in the other stall until they left. I mean, there's a little bit of a bro code where you like skip a urinal. Right. But yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty extreme. You never knew that about me. I did not know that. And so now being an avid backpacker and just dropping trow and going when you need to, because 
when you gotta go, you gotta go. Being an exhibitionist, I thought that was a missed opportunity for me. It, it yeah, yeah, it could have been a, an interesting experience for you to have. Want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime? We've been on three bliss cruises, and they were filled with daily sexy activities, great conversations, evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today. There wasn't all just kinky stuff there. There was some go-go dancers that they had organized up on Mm -hmm. little individual Mm -hmm. stages, and they would rotate out all different shapes and sizes, men, women. One of the women had a full mastectomy. She was rocking her full body, and that was great and entertaining. They also had sex-positive vendors and sex therapists and all the toys that you talked about, leather stuff, the jewelry, um, erotic art. They had, someone was making tiles, and I mean, it was... Yeah, the the paintings on the metal and paintings on tile. In the beginning, when we very first got there, and I'm glad we saw this because you wouldn't have been able to see it later because of the crowds... We got to see a pony parade, which was really fun. Um, everybody had pretty elaborate costumes. Uh, their their outfits were amazingly detailed. They went into all kinds of, you know, elaborate manes and hooves. Um, some ponies were pulling carts for mm-hmm. their their masters, yep. and um, it was probably 30 or 40 people yeah. in the parade it was a pretty About a good 40 i think yes. and they went down one side of the street and then they did a turn around and came back the other way and we got to see both of them and we'll include footage in this episode so that you guys can get to see yes. the pony parade there was also public sex and lots of it we didn't get to see as much right uh, because as the fair you know, day progressed it got more crowded and so sometimes you you just couldn't move very quickly from location to location where some of these things were occurring but um guys giving head um and ladies and ladies um men and women fucking doggy style right on the street right and people being dominated there was a couple men being fisted by one man Mm. both hands wow right in the center where their crossroads met. It was phenomenal, a uh, phenomenal display of, of kink and uh, sex and, and, and passion and expression. It was just, the overall feeling was, was really wonderful because it felt so judgment-free mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so relaxing. Yeah, very liberated. Like, everybody yeah. there was there to have a good time and it may not have been their kink or their particular thing but like nobody was making fun of or you know degrading or well i mean maybe intentionally degrading because that was part of the kink but it it was all about people's personal expression and how they express their sexuality 
And everybody was there to just observe and celebrate that and support everybody else. Mm -hmm. And it was it was super cool. And I will say, I think this is the largest event I've been to where everyone self-policed themselves. Right. Because honestly, I didn't see a police presence anywhere. And if they were there, I, I couldn't tell. There were very few um, they were wandering around occasionally. I did see a few officers, but you're right. It wasn't like they weren't at the entrances. They weren't like in heavy force. It's also interesting because I've, I've been to a lot of like large events. And typically when people start drinking and having a lot of fun, yes. people get reckless or rowdy and bad things happen. Right. You know, people bump into each other. They start fights, things like that. That did not happen here that we observed or that we heard. Um, and we were there till late in the afternoon. So we right. didn't stay till the end at six, but we stayed there probably till I think four. Yeah. Four or so. It is part of the community. The, the, the King community, the BDSM community, which was largely enforced there. They don't drink. They don't do drugs when they are involved in scenes or anything that involves consent really <laughs> right um as swingers we, we we should do the same but we we don't yeah everyone was fully aware fully present and that's partially there were there like we said there's a large spectrum of people who were there so not everyone was of the kink persuasion but everybody seemed to be at least maintaining some level of civility yeah, and and not sobriety, disorderly conduct. Right. Who else did we run into there? Well, we <laughs> ran into some some flogging. Um, there were a number of kink booths set up where they had flogging demonstrations. You could volunteer to be flogged if yes. you wanted something to be checked off of your list. Yep. You'd never tried it before. Uh, there were doms there that were more than happy to help facilitate that expression and let you try it out. Right. We saw some suspension work oh my really gosh. early on in the day, which was fantastic. They had very large kind of A-frames set up. Massive. And people were hanging from them. Mm -hmm. um, the, the rope masters were tying them up in different ways and adjusting them and putting pressure on their bodies flogging them with the rope it was it was fascinating to see two or three of those different a-frames set up and how each one was a little bit different and each person the way that they performed or or expressed right was different right so it was quite a show the one uh you and I observed was fascinating to me because he was so quick at his craft. Oh, yeah. And he knew it like the back of his hand. And that extra weight that he added to her body by crawling on top of her body mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. hanging from the top was phenomenal. I'd never seen anything like no, that. No, we'd never had. And just as quickly as he got up there and did that and... Then he was done and started then unwinding her in the same way that he put her up there. It was a full reverse mm -hmm. of everything he did before. So it was it was it was amazing. I I thought it was art and 
erotic all at the same time. Yeah. We ran into uh, some of our local friends there, yeah. which was great. We went with some friends mm-hmm. and, you know, hung out with them most of the day and helped them with their outfit. Um, we've we've got pictures, once again, in social media of, of a lot of that. A full um, shibari corset. Yeah. With a, with a chain skirt. It was really About cool. Three to four hours of work to get that on. Yeah. Phenomenal. At, at least. And yeah, so local swingers hung out with them, uh, got to talk to them. We interviewed a group of four swingers, and I'll put that excerpt in here so that you can hear what we talked to, to them about and get their piece of this. We're interviewing a couple people, some, some listeners, and uh, we wanted to ask them about their feelings about the Folsom Street Fair. So here we are. Say hi, everybody. So what do you guys think of the, the Folsom Street Fair? Why do you enjoy it? What, what, what does it bring out for you? I love the sex positivity. I love the no judgment. I love that we can all enjoy different things and get off on different things, and it's all Nice, nice. Every time I come here, I learn something new. Yes. Not only about just this environment, but about myself. Nice. Because I feel free and open when I'm here. Very cool, very cool. How about you, gentlemen? Uh, authenticity. People are here trying to be who they want to be. Not right. Who they, not who they pretend to be to somebody else outside of this circle. And I love that about this. Yeah. Very cool. It's amazing. There's so many different varieties of people and things. awesome meeting people who actually listen to the podcast um, and hear their their perspective on Mm -hmm. the street fair we also ran into uh, yub kim who who was from ohio and he was with a group of gentlemen from ohio and he was a sex therapist and it Mm -hmm. was fun towards the end of the day we got to talk to him a little bit about shame and stigma and how people are really struggling in today's modern world with their sexuality and how he's got his work cut out for him. And he, uh, he appreciated that we were also there yeah. and that we were doing the work that we were in terms of destigmatizing sexuality. Yes. And still um, people are dealing with shame at the level of um, I've masturbated three times a week. I think I'm going to hell. And he's like, no, nope, you're not. That's totally normal. And right. Honestly, you should probably do it more. Right. I mean, that's the level of, of shame that, that individuals are still carrying around with them. And it's, it's, um, <sighs> it tugs on my heartstrings because I've been there and I've grown so much. And I can only, um, hope and wish, you know, the, the journey that I've had through my own progression of sexuality for those people as well. So this is kind of the the public version of what we went through, and uh, there's a lot that can be said in terms of other things that had happened at the fair, but we're going to go into those in our Patreon episode. So if you're interested in hearing more of the juicy, sexy stories, check us out on our Patreon. Exactly. And we did have a listener question. Actually, we had a couple of them. Um, 
this week. And they were, were very similar. The, the context was basically, how can I get my wife interested in swinging? And we get this question frequently. It's a pretty common question just in lifestyle forums in general. And so what are some three good tips that we have for this listener? Well, first, you have to be able to talk about your preferences, your kinks, and your fantasies. If you can't talk about sex in your relationship, there's probably not much hope that you're going to be able to get into swinging. Second, why are you interested in it? You have to be able to articulate it to your partner. If it sounds shady or dodgy, they're going to pick up on that. So don't try and fake your way through that. You've got to have a pretty good reason for for trying it out. And if both of you are open to it and comfortable enough, try going to a meet and greet. Go to a swinger meet and greet. Go to a local event and just watch. Just observe. If you can get past those hurdles, a lot of doors start to open and you'll have to you'll start to have a lot more conversations about the lifestyle and what you feel comfortable with. Right. And then we have a series of how to get started in swinging on YouTube. And we'll put that link here in this podcast as well. Absolutely. Check the links. (laughs) Well, thank you again for listening and watching. We had a great time at the Folsom Street Fair and we'll definitely go back again next time we're gonna be more naked i think think so i think so i'm gonna be more naked i might just be all naked that would be fabulous that would be pretty cool my photo would be everywhere though (laughs) that's true there are a lot of cameras out once again thank you and we were thankful for this experience and being part of the growing kink and open sexuality community, swinger community. And uh, I was inspired and uplifted. And hopefully you were too. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you joining our community. Don't forget your homework. Tell a friend about our show and leave a review and a comment. You can also leave us a voicemail at 916-538-0482 or contact us at swingeruniversity.com. Keep learning, keep growing, and keep it sexy. Hey, have you heard? SDC is more than just a dating site. They have expert contributors and educators like us and from all around the world to guide you in everything from how to talk to your partner about swinging and the different kinds of open relationships. You can also find out what you need to know before opening up your relationship, common swinger conflicts, and how to resolve them. Have you ever wanted to know what a swingers club is like? How to meet other swingers? Find a unicorn? Be a hot wife? Well, you can find all that information as well 
and much, much more. Check out SDC by clicking the link in the show notes and get your free seven-day membership.